What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Going the Distance podcast presented by ImmaculateSports.com. Twitter's at Immac Sports. Instagram is also at Immac Sports. TikTok, YouTube, Immaculate Sports. It's episode 43. Some of the boys have some 43s they want to share. Dennis Eckersley. Troy Palomalu. Uh, head and shoulders expertise. That's true. <laughs> What about you, Skyler? You got you got a favorite paper I really like Kendrick Perkins. <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't. All right, let's get to our opener. My opener is going to be Max Fried's walk-off on Sunday versus the Miami Marlins. And you're, Max Fried's a pitcher, so usually he's not a guy that would be in that spot. But they were in extra innings of that game in the 10th inning, and there's been some stressful innings so far in that game. So they already used everybody uh, position player-wise, and so they needed a pitcher to hit. Uh, in the bottom of the 10th, tied 7-7 with the bases loaded and two outs. Freed got to a 3-1 count. And instead of just being the pitcher and taking his way to walk or find a way on, he swings 3-1. Lines went in the center fielder, drops in front of the center fielder, and it gets down. Uh, for a walk-off, Max Freed said it was a dream come true because he loves to hit. All right. Uh, mine's got to be watching the Suns and the Bucks both advance to the finals starting today game one at six o'clock tonight hopefully we get this out before then i think we can do we it we should but uh you know as a warriors fan uh i didn't really want to see any team from the west advance i wanted them to forfeit but uh, if any team had to do it it'd be the suns i like cp3 i like d book uh and uh, the bucks were the team i've been rooting for this playoff so Good for them. Uh, I'm also going to be rooting for the bucks uh, i don't know how you can like cp3 as a warriors fan i personally don't like him but that might just be me. Uh, for me, though, I'm going to go with Olsen. Matt Olsen of Oakland A's, first baseman, joining the home run derby. I don't know if he's going to win. We'll talk about that more later. At least I will. Um, I'd love to see him win, but I'd love to see him at least get the opportunity to participate in this. A's players. I know Chapman's done it. Cespedes did it. Obviously won a couple times. But it's always nice to see an A's player in the spotlight. Yes, sir. Makes it fun. And that's in Colorado. It so is. It should be, bombs. should be fun to watch. But let's get into where's your head at. And the first thing we're going to talk about is the Brew Crew and the Cubs a little bit. The Cubs are on a 10-game losing streak after throwing a no-hitter. That's the third longest losing streak after throwing a no-hitter. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Tom Kirkjan or whatever. Kirk-Jan. We just saw Something that like on that. SportsCenter or whatever. But the Brew Crew's been going off. They're just, they can't seem to lose. I, I think they did lose one or two games. But uh, pretty, they had like an 11-game win streak mm-hmm. in there, and they're walking away at the NL Central right now. Mm-hmm. Is there still any hope for the Cubs, or is this the the Brewers division to win? Or like a cakewalk now at this point? Yeah, uh, I was going to talk about this in halftime, but might as well do it now. Uh, today, the Brewers traded for Rowdy Tellez, power hitter from Toronto, mm-hmm. and they traded away uh, Trevor Richards, a pretty good pitcher who they don't need. Uh, I thought that was a pretty good trade for both sides. They got Richards also in uh, the Adames trade. Yeah, Richards has been on three teams. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, but anyways, yeah, uh, I think it will be a cakewalk. We knew the Cubs were going to be sellers no matter what happened this year, and Cincinnati's pitching is not horrible this year, but they're 22nd in ERA. It's not good enough for this division. Uh, I haven't really been following this division. Is, are the Cardinals out of it? They're fourth place. Okay, so, I mean, if we're considering the Cardinals out of it and we're looking at three these three teams uh, primarily, I think the Brewers are probably going to walk away with this. Their pitching is too good, one through five. I think they have, they have three guys who could have been named All-Stars. I believe Peralta got um, snubbed. Yes, we'll be talking uh, did about Burn, him later. Did Burns make it? Yeah, he made yeah, it. Yeah, but, I mean, their rotation's really solid. They got a good back end. Devin Williams hasn't been as good as he was last year, but Josh Hader might be the best closer in the game up for debate but if i had to guess the brewers in that pitching are going to walk away with that division yeah this is the brewers division to win by far right now uh, they have like a seven or eight game lead which is kind of crazy i think it's the biggest divisional lead out of any division in the mlb right now mm. the cubs are obviously slumping the reds are a team that can compete if they make it like a big move to acquire somebody else but they need to like make that move soon and Start making some impact on some other guys as well. But, uh, yeah, it's Brewers division to win. I like the moves that they're making. Rowdy Tellez uh, is, is a decent pickup. I mean, it's kind of like, it's not the 100% like all-in move because... Yeah, not we'll see those. Do, in, in do the they month. still have Vogelbach? Yeah. Because those seem like very similar players, both left-handed first basemen. Tellez, I think, makes, he makes a little bit more contact more often. But, 
Yeah, they, they, they're a team, I talked about this last episode, I think, uh, that they have, like, the least production out of any team uh, from the first base spot offensively, and that's one of your main positions on offense to, to drive in runs. And uh, mm-hmm. Tellos is going to help with that, but I think they need to make one more move to really just seal, seal the deal in this division. Yeah. Next up is the reigning champs. They've been kicking it into gear. They've been going off recently. They did lose yesterday uh, against the Marlins. Uh, but they are pretty much neck and neck with the Giants right now. We've talked about how good the Giants have been and uh, them finally being like that team that we're like, okay, yeah, th- this team is legit. They got a, a real shot. But now it's the Dodgers right there and the, the Padres not too far behind. Who's going to win the NL West? I think we all expected that they would eventually kick it into gear. So I'm not very surprised. You know, Muncie, Taylor, and Lux are all heating up right now. Uh, no Bauer would be tough. We don't know for sure. What's going on with that? Well, again, another thing we'll talk about a little later. Uh, but for now, I'm going to say, yeah, they should be fine going on from now. Um, we, we've talked about the Giants and how much of a surprise they've been this year, uh, a lot on the show. But at the same time, I think I've always kind of expected the Dodgers to win this division. Uh, I like the Giants. I definitely see them as a wild card contender. I believe they'll get that spot along with the Padres. But I still believe the Dodgers are the clear-cut best team in baseball, especially when healthy. And they're getting healthier. They're getting hot. I expect them to win this division. Yeah, this is this is a team that they do it all. They they they, they don't really have like a a dull spot on offense or defense. And uh, one thing I saw yesterday is the the triple P's: the pitching, the patience, and the power of <laughs> of the Dodgers. They're seventh in home runs in the MLB. They have the best ERA in the MLB, and they work the most walks in the MLB. And they don't walk a lot of people themselves either. So they're they're doing good in all all. To however many facets of the game there are, they're, they're doing good in it. And they don't even have Corey Seager right now. And they're still a team that probably will make a big move at the the trade deadline just because they can and why not. Uh, so, sorry Giants fans. I do think the Dodgers get the division here and probably end up being back-to-back champs. Next off, we're going to the East Coast. Uh, we're talking about the Yankees. They've absolutely mm-hmm. sucked this year. They haven't been the team that we expected at all. Uh... I think they just passed their win total from last year, which is kind of weird to think. Hmm. Uh, but can we officially write the Yankees off as contenders because they just they suck right now? Yeah, the Yankees suck, and they're in fourth place. And, and they're in fourth place. But you got to remember, the Yankees are always buyers. You can't count. They're five games away from the wild card spot, so there's there's no way I can count them out right now. Um, as far as as far as the division, I think we can count them out. There's three other really good teams at division with the Red Sox, Rays, and um, I'm blanking. Blue Jays. Blue Jays, who, who the offense is crazy, by the yeah. way. Um, but like Skyler said, the Yankees are probably going to look to make a move, maybe two. And normally when it's the Yankees, you don't see a lot of small moves. It'll be something big. Uh, if they can make the right move and get hot in the second half, they could maybe sneak into a wild card spot. But as of right now, I think I would write the Yankees off. They're going to have to get really hot. Yeah, the Yankees made their first move of uh, the trade deadline a, a few few days ago when they got Tim LaCastro, which really isn't a big move. But I like it, though. It, it gives defense and speed to a team that doesn't run the base as well and doesn't play great defense at all. So if I'm Brian Cashman, I think you do like the mini tiny rebuild that he did a few years ago where he traded Chapman uh, to get Glaber Torres and some guys back where you, you can give up. Somebody that's big, but it's not a full rebuild. You get guys that are or prospects that are a year away, plug them in the next year, and you're, you're offset winning 100 games again. But I don't think the Yankees are going to be able to contend for that wild card spot this year just just because they don't do the little things right. They, they can hit home runs. They can have a lot of strikeouts, but if you're not walk, working walks and not striking out that much, it's not going to help you at all. I like that a lot. You yeah. know, uh, not a lot of people think about this. You know, the Cubs got Arales Chapman for a rental. I mean, they gave away their top prospect, but they didn't win the World that Series. That was when it was worth it. it. Yeah. It was, and then when the Yankees up. were able to sign Chapman back exactly. that following mm-hmm. just because, I mean, they're loaded. They have the most money in the league. I think maybe the Dodgers, but I mean, if they, they can throw money at pretty much anyone in free agency. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be Chapman that's traded, though. Maybe no. like Chad Green or. Uh, another starter that they have, like Montgomery or Talion, if they want to do that. or uh-huh. They could even trade like Andujar. Or, I don't think they'll trade Urshela, but they could do that if they really wanted to. 
but yeah, I don't think the Yankees are going to be anywhere close to the playoffs once it comes to the end of the season. Once we're through 162, mm-hmm. we did get the All-Star rosters, though, a few days ago on Sunday afternoon. I was not too happy about it. Skyler, do you have any All-Star snubs? Uh, I'll just read you my list of the obvious ones. I'm sure there's others, but uh, these ones stood out to me the most. Obviously, Chris Bassett and Sean Manaya, two of the best pitchers in the American League, Oakland A's. They always get snubbed. We have Byron Buxton. I really don't know how that happened. Um, Max Scherzer. He's hurt. That's that's probably the Oh, okay. Okay. Max Scherzer is a big one. Um, Peralta from the Brewers, like we said, and Justin Turner. Uh, yeah, I got a list too. Manai and Bassett, like Skylar said, top my list. And I don't even think that's really an A's bias thing. I think at least one of those guys definitely deserved to be there. Um, Buxton, I, I think it was more of an injury thing. But then you see Trout. Yes, Trout was voted in as a starter. But Buxton was having an amazing year up until he got hurt. Uh, kind of the same thing with Mark Canna. Maybe a bit of a stretch, but if he was healthy, maybe gets in there. Never know. Max Scherzer, uh, Mitch Hanniger, Tyler Glasnow, another guy who was hurt. Freddie Peralta, um, Taiwan Walker, and mm. Starling Marte. Yeah. And then I think maybe the biggest snub wasn't even a guy who was left off the roster, but Cedric Mullins should have been a starter I agree. in this game. And I hope he does get named a starter considering Trout will be out. I think if not, that's pretty disrespectful to the You know they're going to give it to Gritchick. I, <laughs> I mean, Gritchick can get the all-star roster nod, but I think Mullins should be put into that starting lineup. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, so I had a big problem with uh, one of the spots. That was the roster spot given to Nathan Eovaldi. Uh, uh, he, yeah. He's had a decent season, but, I mean, nowhere near the, the seasons of Chris Bassett and uh, Sean Mania. I mean, I saw a post on uh, CBS Sports, I think it was, but I, I already made the stats a few few days before that. So player A, uh, well, I'll just put names to letters right now. Player A is Chris Bassett. He's 9-2 and two this year. I mean, record doesn't really mean that much. But it seems like nowadays, like, even record for the starters in the All-Star game, like, you need to have a decent record. Uh, so he's 9-2 and two with a 3-0-4 ERA, 1.03 whip, and 109 strikeouts. And then player B is Nathan Eovaldi, who has a worse record at 9-4, and four, a worse ERA at 3.41, a worse whip at 1.2, and worse, uh, less Ks, 90 Ks uh, or in 90 innings, but... Both those guys made 70 starts, so it's not like the K numbers are skewed. And Bassett has 20 more innings in those starts than than Eovaldi does. So on average, he's going over an inning more than Eovaldi does. So it just doesn't really make sense for that roster spot. And it's not like it was a team that, like, oh, they need this representative because they don't have any guys. They already have, like, four other all-stars, so it doesn't make sense there. I know, I told you. And they have two guys starting, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. On Twitter, uh, I did respond to you, like, what did you expect? Uh, I didn't mean, like, obviously the MLB should put the best players in. I just mean, you know, the MLB makes dumb mistakes every makes day. Makes these mistakes every day, you know. As I've learned to, you know, try to cope with it. Yeah, another <laughs> big uh, snub that I saw was Scott Barlow. Mm-hmm. He's been fucking amazing out of the, the Royals pen. And they put a, a Royal Chapman in, a guy who has, a, like, a five-year rate. I mean, he was locked down his I, first... Two months yeah. of the season, but over the last month, his last like eight appearances, he's given up like sixteen to twenty runs or something like that. And so, I mean, you can you can fucking give it to Robert Chapman if you want to, but Scott Barlow definitely should have been the guy that was there instead of him. Now into our weekly awards. All right, Skyler, who's your player of the week? My player of the week is going to Joey Gallo from the Rangers. He hit three fifty three, four homers, six RBIs. He was second in OPS. Uh, not just qualifying players. All players, even the guys who went one for one with a homer this week. There we go. He was second. Uh, and he terrorized our ace this week, so I had to give it to him. Uh, yeah, for me, I'm going to go with Dominic Smith of the New York Mets. Hit 444 this week, over six games, 18 at bats. Hit three bombs, seven RBIs. I know for a fact he had a couple clutch late game at bats for the Mets. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be my player of the week. Mine is Jose Abreu, uh, the reigning MVP, had three home runs, hit, had nine RBIs. And hit 385 over the week. Next up, pitcher. My pitcher of the week is going to go to Herman Marquez from the Rockies. I might be cheating a little bit if we're because I think his uh, that's a weird on his game was uh, maybe last Monday. Don't matter. But anyway, I'm going to count his last two stars. So that's 15 innings pitch, a 1-2 ERA with six hits allowed and 16 Ks. If uh, you guys were watching, he I believe took a no hitter into the eighth or ninth. He did. Started yeah, the eighth, broken up by 
Kai Tong. Kai Tong. Kai Tong. That's right. It was broken up in the ninth. Ninth, yeah. In the ninth. I think it was wow. no else in the ninth. Mm. Kai Tong had a base hit. And it's the second Maddox in Coors Field history, which is a complete game shutout and under 100 pitches. Mm-hmm. I love the Maddoxes. Yeah. Uh, for me, I'm going to go with the Willie Peralta of the Detroit Tigers. 12 innings pitched, only six hits allowed across two starts. A zero ERA. Uh, I believe he had 11 strikeouts over the week. Mm-hmm. Not a guy you would probably guess to be put up for this award, but looking at stats, you can't you can't deny what he did. So yeah, I went with Willie Peralta as well. His uh, 12 innings pitch of no earned runs. He did give up one run, but that obviously wasn't Fine, earned. Yeah. Uh, six hits allowed. 11 Ks on the come up for a guy that was a 49 overall and that will be the show last year. Wow. <laughs> Next up, our rookie of the week. I have co-winners. Of this rookie of the week. Uh, first guy I want to talk about, Alec Manoa, starting pitcher for Toronto. He went seven innings, gave up three hits, 10 Ks, and no runs against Tampa Bay. Uh, the other winner is going to be Eric Haas, catcher of Detroit Tigers. He had 375, three homers, eight RBIs. Uh, I had the co-winners with Haas because Haas deserved it, I think, two weeks ago, and I gave it to somebody else. want to give him a shout-out. Uh, yeah, I actually gave my sole winner to Eric Haas, three homers, eight RBIs, like Scott said, including an inside-the-park homer, mm-hmm. which I believe Billy Hamilton absolutely butchered. Mm-hmm. Should have been a single. Yeah, mm-hmm. it rolled out to 420 dead center Comerica, and Eric Haas with the catcher's legs rounding the bases. Yeah, uh, I, I like the rookie award. A rookie of the week award because it like it gives you a chance to like kind of spotlight a guy that hasn't really been in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Given our, even though we have only have like five six figures a week, it still <laughs> puts guys on our radars and and people look out for the future. And I'm going with the Miami Marlins reliever Anthony Bender. This guy's mm-hmm. fucking nasty. I mean, it throws 98 two seam and sinkers with a, a slider that just like it's like a boomerang. It doesn't really make sense at all. He pitched in, in three games for the Marlins. He had a save. Four innings pitched, one hit allowed, no runs, no walks, and nine strikeouts. So he was dominant for the for the Miami Marlins bullpen. Mm-hmm. A guy that I don't think will get moved because he's a rookie, but can get moved, and for a decent amount if if the Marlins really want to make that deal. Alright. On to halftime. Let's go. Welcome back, everybody. I wanted to start halftime off with uh, one of the greatest events in American history. The hot dog eating contest. (laughs) Joey Chestnut breaks his own record once again with 76. And I don't know if you guys remember, but I think in 2018, uh, on the 4th of July, uh, ESPN tweeted something like, who's the greatest athlete of all time? In America, and I said it was Joey Chestnut because he's the most physically gifted out of everyone. And I still—it sounds funny, but I still stand by it. I mean, he is the goat. He's definitely the goat in his own respective uh, spot. I don't know how you're able to eat 76 hot dogs in 10 <laughs> minutes uh, for that pace. I mean, I, you're not eating 12 hot dogs at the same t- minute by minute. Obviously, that'd be more. Yeah. But you start off more and then you slow down, like just like how a runner does. Like you're faster out of the gate than you are. When you're closing out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think he put down 12 to 14 hot dogs in the first minute of that contest. Bro, I, I didn't watch. So I, I used to watch the hot dog. Eating. I, I've, I've witnessed Joey Chestnut's greatness. Dude, I get sick watching that. Yeah. It's and, pretty disgusting. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, you just... It's so American, though. You, you watch Joey. It is American. And you see nothing but red, white, and blue in that, man. Uh, so, I mean... I see him on TikTok all the time. Shout out to him. I, I, I saw him chug a gallon of milk in 10 seconds, I believe it was. Or like 20 seconds. That's it's a lot ridiculous. of milk. Well, but, uh, alright, moving on. We gotta talk about Trevor Bauer. I won't get too far into it. You can Google it if you want to see what happened. But, he's not playing right now. He's been removed. He's got a 7-day suspension from the team, which is interesting. But, we'll see what happens with that. What legal? This could be a, a very big deal for the Dodgers. I will say. Yeah, losing the Cy Young guys is not what you want, especially midway through the season. No, especially a guy like this could have his career ruined. I'm not saying you know I'm not worried about the career more than the girl. That's not what I'm saying, but uh, we were just looking at it from the Dodger view, perspective. At that yeah, point. from the Dodger point of view, this could this could be bad. 
real yeah. bad. Exactly. Uh, another real bad thing that happened. One of our boys, Sixto Sanchez, young pitcher for our the Marlins. Friend of the show. <laughs> friend, of, friend of the show, Sixto Sanchez. Friend of our Diamond Dynasty teams. So yeah, he's really done for the year. Very sad. Yeah, he had some shoulder problems, I think it was, right? And so he's getting mm-hmm. surgery. And we'll see him next year. Never got to make it to the big leagues this year, but he was solid last year for sure. Yeah, it's tough. But uh, Trevor Lawrence, number one overall pick, finally signed his deal yesterday yeah, we or also, this morning. We also got another uh, first-round quarterback signing his deal yeah, today. that's true. Mr. Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Well, got to destroy the league. Oh my god! I have the numbers on T Law for you guys. It was thirty six point eight million over four twenty over yeah over four with the uh, fifth year option. Because uh, he was first rounder, and twenty four point one of it was guaranteed bonus money. I mean, should be a good contract for both guys, the the Jags yes. and and Mac Jones was fifteen million, yeah. I believe. With and he also gets fifth year option. He's first rounder. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, has, has Trey Lance signed? I should probably no, know that. Yeah, I don't think he's signed yet. Him and Zach Wilson haven't signed yet. No, but Zach Wilson's been at camp. So yeah, so, so is Lance. I'm yeah. not worried about it. I was just, just curious. Mm-hmm. Uh, some very big news across college sports this oh, weekend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the NIL uh, was passed. Pretty much means Name, that image, and likeness. You can profit off of that. You can profit off of your name, image, and likeness, like Kyle just said. Uh, we've seen some guys already sign, like uh, Spencer Rattler, supposed to be the top quarterback in this year's I guess uh, he, he, He's class. one of the top. He's one yeah. of the top guys. Uh, signing a deal with Canes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Raising nice. Canes. Mm-hmm. And it's I just want to say these guys should be careful. I know it's uh, it's some quick money, but signing away your if they don't read the contracts, contracts, you know, yeah. they could be trapped for multiple. Especially guys who are going to the NFL could be trapped. And that was one of like the NCAA's like reasons for or quote unquote reasons. I'm doing the air quotes right now mm-hmm. uh, for not wanting to do like this whole name image likeness thing is because there is that like oh players are just going to be dumb and sign something that they can get a thousand bucks now, but in this small print of the contract, like they got to be with them for 15 years and, yeah. and do stuff and obligate them to a certain percentage of their contract and stuff. But as long as the people are smart and uh, they're, it's a win-win situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like what uh, Matt Coral, the old Miss quarterback, did. He said, uh, anyone can come get me, but you got to pay me $10 million just for this year only. That's yeah, a lot so of money. It is a lot. But a guy who is going to be my Heisman pick. When the season starts. I know my. I, like I mean, it. there there was I forget who it was an athlete son who plays like D it's like low D one or D two I believe basketball made like two million. Wow. Off one con- and it was signed literally I believe like two hours after the I guess called a law. Well, this has been in uh, the works. But for yeah, a minute, I mean, yeah. I mean, and then like barstool sports. I don't know if you guys saw that, but like they've signed numerous athletes already to contracts. I know there was a. Three-time wrestling champion, the the guy who uh, won on a torn ACL. I don't know if you saw that story, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, people are capitalizing on this yeah. very quick. And the thing is, you know, this is not even for just this year. The sports marketing business has completely changed now. And I know we're still small, and the, there's probably no one listening to me say this right now. But might be. Macula Sports could. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm not even joking. Like, now. There's entryways now for yeah. like. There's going to be something like a. There's probably going to be like a program or something that like people they like can get into and they work their way up, kind of like mm-hmm. a, a job, but not really, but like yeah. low risk uh, things for big companies. Yeah. Anyways, and also by the way, Reggie Bush. Since all this stuff's going on, he's trying to get his stats and his Heisman back. Mm-hmm. So I like it. Sense. I'm not against that. Yeah. Not against that. Who won the Heisman that year, Vince Young? Reggie did. No, but uh, Reggie, but I don't think they, they ever gave it. Give it. They never get like they took his trophy away, but I don't think they gave yeah, it back out. They, it's just uh, I think it's like Boyd. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, just give it to him then. Yeah, simple as that. I agree. Where is that trophy though? Where is that trophy? trophy? <laughs> yeah, and Kyler Murray. Or it could be in their Nissan. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Brett was really right this week. I, I wanted to, another thing I wanted to leave to the end, but we got to talk about it. So uh, Mississippi State wins two games in a row after getting killed the first against Vandy, and they win the Natty. 
That was, did it. That was a weird series, though, because we we were here last Tuesday when Game 2 was going on. About to start. And it was yeah. it was raining. The, they, they didn't start playing until about, like, 8 our time. And so I, was, I turned on my TV because I just thought the game was canceled or whatever. At 11, yeah. I was going to watch the night of uh, Sports Center. see mm-hmm. what happened around. SBP. Yeah, see what was going on <laughs> with, with them. And uh, I saw the game was 13-1 in the 8th. I'm like, <laughs> how is this happening? I make sure that this is, like, a live recording and yeah. stuff. It's not previously recorded but yeah ended up playing mm-hmm. that game and then bedner pitched in game three like i, I said will bedner came to fucking play i think he threw six no hit innings yeah and then uh, obviously the offense took over so he didn't have to finish off the game i, I believe he left with a 9-0 lead so yeah there was no no need to throw him any further mm-hmm. but yeah it was awesome and that's going to wrap up halftime uh great i'm glad mississippi state got it they've been uh, still close many years they've had some great MLB players like Will Clark and Palmero, and uh, it's just it's just great. I'm happy to. Yeah, it's I'm their first uh, title out of any sport, I think. Mm-hmm. Too. So that's that's something cool to see. Yeah. But let's uh, let's go to the third quarter. Let's we got it. the return of trivia. Yeah. We're doing MLB All Star trivia. Cue the Jeopardy music. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to keep score on um, uh, my notebook? Sure, I'll keep score right. on your notebook. Uh, so we got ten questions. Uh, we have a question from every single year since 2010 about the All Star Game, excluding 2021 because of recency bias. I don't want anything too crazy. All right, all right. But the first question is: the 2020 MLB All Star Game was canceled. Where was it supposed to be? We have four different options for every single question. The first option, or the, the four options for this question are Seattle, L.A., Dodgers, Atlanta, or L.A., Angels. Uh, would you like me or Skyler to go first? Or do you want to switch it up so we don't go first? Uh, have You can go first the first question while Skyler goes first. All right, uh, I'm going to go with Atlanta for this question. I also think it's Atlanta. I can't remember, but since they were going to have it this year, I... Probably double down new stadium. Uh, it was not going to be Atlanta. It was going to be the Dodgers hosting. Wow. Uh, that game and it it ended up not happening. Wasn't there was a situation with Atlanta? At some Atlanta point, was right? supposed to host it this year. They made some it was questionable yeah, okay. and Colorado took over. But the Dodgers were supposed to host last year. Next wow. up. I didn't even think about that because there was no All-Star game left. Okay, yeah. Yankees had two All-Star starters position players in 2019. Who were they? Judge and LeMahieu, Glaber and Judge, Sanchez and Judge, or Sanchez and LeMahieu? Sanchez and Judge. I think it was Sanchez and LeMahieu. Final answer. Yeah. Oh, oh. Sanchez and LeMahieu... Uh, not Judge, unfortunately. Damn. I was kind of surprised to see Sanchez start that game. I was, I was kind of shocked about that, remembering now that that happened. Yeah. Uh, when I was looking it up this morning. I believe Judge, I believe judge was injured that year. Oh, damn. If I remember correctly. I, that was, the like, the first year of LeMahieu, like, he went off. off. Yeah, that was I couldn't remember if he was there yet. His first season with, uh, the Yankees, I think. All right. Next up, who won the final vote in the AL in 2018? I, they should bring that back, by the way. The final I like vote that. Is fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrelton Simmons, Eddie Rosario, Gene Segura, or Jose Ramirez? J-Ram. Sorry, I know you were supposed to go first. That's okay. Wait, what were the, what were the four options again? Andrelton Simmons, Eddie Rosario, Gene Segura, or Jose Ramirez? I wanted to... I don't know. For some reason, I'm drawn to Eddie Rosario, so I'll go with that. Both of you guys are wrong. It was Gene Segura getting that last I thought game. that J-Ram had a final vote card in MLB. J-Ram started that game. So, you got bamboozled there. I, Another, I, I know Eddie Rosario was good that year. Rosario and Anderson Simmons were on that final vote final vote ballot, but okay. did not get it. And uh, Segura did when he was on the Mariners. Wow. That time. wow. Next up, who was the starting NL shortstop in 2017? Was it Jose Reyes, Trey Turner, Zach Cozart? Or Brandon Crawford? I know Kozar did start one game. I think game he started in red. But I, I, say, I think this might... I, I, I want to say it was Brandon Crawford. You know what? I'm going to go with Kozar just, just because I know he made a team. 
It was Kozark. Okay. Kozark did start that. I game. overthought that. So we are tied 1-1 through four questions. Six more to go. All right. Cubs had the most starters out of any team in 2016. How many did they have? Five, four, three, or two? 2016? Mm-hmm. What year did Chris Bryant win his MVP? Oh, 17. I don't know, Skyler, go ahead. You can go first on this. What were the options again? Five, four, three, or two. There were at least four. That sounds like Bri- I know, I know. I'm not I'm not answering yet. Because <laughs> I know there it was Bryant, Rizzo, Russell, and uh and the catcher. Contreras? Yeah. Fuck it. I'm gonna go with four because I can't think of there's probably an outfielder, but I can't think of them. Uncle Fudd, then. Why not? Okay. They had Rizzo, Zobris, Russell, Bryant, and Dexter Fowler. They had Damn. five. I, was gonna say, I don't think Contreras was up yet. Or maybe if he was... He wasn't on that roster, whatever it was. Yeah. Okay. 2015 All-Star Game was hosted by Cincinnati. Who threw out the first pitch? Johnny Bench, Sandy Koufax... Ken Griffey or Jim Tomey? I feel like Johnny Bench is the obvious one just because he spent most of his career there. But I'm pretty I'm sure go... Pete Rose also did. I'm, I'm, there's no way Pete Rose was allowed there. He was. Really? I mean, he did a vlog or something like that. It was the first time he was allowed back there. I'm, I'm going to go with Ken Griffey Jr. I know he spent, I believe, a year or two with the Reds. Who are the know, options it, again? It, it, yeah. Johnny Bench, Sandy Koufax, Ken Griffey, or Jim Tomey? I'm also going to go with Griffey. You guys are both wrong. It was Sandy Koufax. I, have no I didn't know him a lot. But he was there. So we have five more questions. Yeah, five more questions. And Brett is up two to one. So we have a low scoring battle in today's matchup. Just like my ranked seasons. Games. All right. <laughs> 2014 was Derek Jeter's last All-Star game. How many All-Stars did he make in his career? Was it 15? 16, 14, or 13? I'm going to go with 14. Why? I don't know. 16. He did not make 16. He did not make 13. He did not make 15. He made 14 All-Star games, giving Brett a low-key demanding 3-1 lead right now. I feel in control. I feel confident. Wow. All right. Four more questions, though, so Skyler still definitely has a chance to come back. Who was the Padres' 2013 All-Star Game rep? Was it Everett Cabrera, Will Venable, Andrew Kashner, or Chase Headley? Everett Cabrera did make one. I don't think it was that year, though. But it might have been that year. I know Chase Headley. <laughs> I know Chase Headley made one, too, but I thought it was earlier. I'm going to go with Kashner. My, my initial reaction was Kashner here. The, I, I'm going to go with Kashner as well, even though it's I probably it might be Headley. I know he made one. Yeah. You guys like your answers? Yeah. Yeah. It was Everett Cabrera in 2013. Uh, Skyler, you're painting me right now because there's the questions that you're like, oh, it could have been this guy, but no. <laughs> and then yeah. the could have been guys is has been the guy for you so much. I'm going to stop second guessing then. All right. Who were the starting pitchers in the 2012 All-Star game? Was it Kershaw versus Verlander, King Felix versus R.A. Dickey, Price versus Cueto, or was it Verlander versus Matt Cain? This is 2012? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the R.A. Dickey one, because I'm pretty sure that's the year he won the Cy Young. Felix started that game. Yeah. No, they, they didn't. It was Matt Cain what? versus Justin Verlander. When did Felix start? Which Oscar? I don't know, but D, uh, R.A. Dickey did win the, that was the, the Cy Young, Young that right? year, but too bad that's not a question. Damn it. Uh, we have two more questions left. Skyler needs to get both these right, and Brett needs to get both of them wrong for Skyler. Then it's an OT. Uh, but if Brett gets one right, then we are chilling. Where was the 2011 All-Star Game? San Fran, AZ, uh, New York Mets, or Kansas City? See, I don't... Am I up first? I think I am. Or is Skyler up first? I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Right, I, I know I know there was an All-Star game in Kansas City, like, between 
those times. I believe San Francisco was 2009. Uh, that was the year each. I know each year hit the inside of the park. I don't remember if 2009 or 11. Um, and the other options were AZ and what was the other one? Uh, San Fran, AZ, the Mets, or Kansas City. The Mets. I'm going to go with San Fran just because I'm thinking it was 09 or 11. So just in case, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with City Field. I know they opened the year before. City Field hosted in 2013. Damn it. Kansas City hosted in 2012. AZ hosted this one. I'm low-key bamboozling you guys. I don't know. I don't know. These are good questions. All right. Last question. So Brett has one, but why not? Who were the A's reps in the 2010 All-Star Game? Was it Trevor Cahill and Brett Anderson? Was it Brett Anderson and Andrew Bailey? Was it Andrew Bailey and Trevor Cahill? Or was it Gio Gonzalez and Andrew Bailey? I want it. I think it was Gio and Andrew Bailey. I'm going to go with Cahill and Bailey. It was Cahill and Bailey. Skyler gets a point. It doesn't matter, though. Bird is our winner. Well, I'm, I'm did, a big Andrew Bailey did, uh, fan. Did Gio make so, an all-star game with us? I have no clue. I just I, I can picture Trevor Cahill in that star hat. That's how I, I knew that one. Those were, those were solid questions. But great, great. Those, great those, those, those are fun. I made up the or I came up with those this morning, actually. Damn, so man. wasn't it? If I picked fucking Everest Cabrera, we'd still be he going. He was right an all-star. Now. Gio Gonzalez was an all-star with the A's in twenty eleven. Nah, so the, the year after. Off. And then the following year with the Nationals. But that was solid. All right, now as I get up to our sheet, so I know what we're talking about next. We're gonna talk about basketball for mm-hmm. the rest of the show, besides our bets. Uh, usually, as we do as a second half, but we kind of had to shift the trivia over to second half, so it wasn't completely lopsided. But we're gonna be talking about Kawhi and the Clips right now. So first off, what's next for the Clips? Uh, they have to re-sign Kawhi next. That's the first step. I'm pretty sure they've already been trying to work on this ever since they got eliminated, but uh, that's an obvious one. Uh, they got Paul George and Zubats and the younger guys locked up for a while, so it's Kawhi. And then after that, you got to work on re-signing Reggie Jackson. He had a terrible contract with Detroit, but he got it restructured with uh, the Clippers one year. So those are the, the two moves you got to make. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the obvious one is the one, Scottish. You have to re-sign Kawhi because without Kawhi, I mean, this team might be a playoff team. They they battled in the playoffs without Kawhi, but it's just not. It, it's not a finals competitor without Kawhi. Um, it was it was that way in the playoffs. Even if they won, they were going to get eliminated by either the Hawks or Bucks, whoever made it. But the first thing got to be signed Kawhi. Um, I'd look to add maybe a third piece, like between the level of you know Paul George and Reggie Jackson. I think they could use one more guy to really put them in legitimate contention. Um, but I do like the idea to resign Reggie Jackson. He was very pivotal, especially once Kawhi went out. Mm-hmm. So what about in the shoes of Kawhi with the ties that he has? What's next for him? I think he's got to make some phone calls and figure out who's going where this offseason uh, so he doesn't get left in the dust. Because I'm sure he wants to go on another couple does he big runs. Does get left? You know? you, is there any scenario where Kawhi gets left in the dust? Uh, he resigns with the Clippers and the Clippers trade Paul George. I don't think he resigns uh, with the Clippers without a guarantee that Paul George is back. Yeah. And probably some other, you know, promises to at least try to bring someone else in. I, I don't think Kawhi is going to be a guy who's just left out of the loop. And if he does... Well, I'm sure he, he I, can I think, carry whatever think, team he's on. I think right, if Paul George leaves, unless they get, like, a really nice haul back, like, depending on what... The, I think Kawhi probably demands a trade at some point, mm-hmm. which wouldn't make sense considering they had just re-signed him. Um, but I believe Kawhi, wherever he ends up, will wind up on a very good team just because of the connections and his talent. Mm-hmm. All right, now we have a full, in-depth finals preview. Skyler's been blabbing those words <laughs> to me for the last three the days. Full in-depth finals preview. So we'll go. We got game one tonight. We mm-hmm. Giannis's situation right now is a little unclear. We are kind of in a they weird said spot. He's game time decision. He He's doing his warm-ups right now. Uh, they'll determine if he's going to be playing after his warm-ups, so that should be coming through, mm-hmm. I don't know, within the next hour or so. But game one, uh, what do you guys think for game one? At least? So I'm going to go ahead and say Giannis doesn't play game one or game two, but I think it's going to be fine. Uh, since Giannis has been out, uh, Middleton and Holiday have been combining for 55 points per game. I think that's plenty 
especially the Suns. I, however, you know, I, I talked about the Suns earlier, and I liked their path. Uh, they have had one of the easier rests to the finals, mm -hmm. and I do think it's going to be a rough series for them. I'm going to take the Bucks in five or six games. I'll say six to be safe. I just, I like the Bucks matchup defensively here. Um, I, I like the Bucks too, but it's going to depend on Yon. I think if the Suns can take, I, I think Giannis is back by game two. That's how I'm seeing this right now, just because he's warming up tonight. He was upgraded to questionable from doubtful. Um, I don't know if that's the Bucks, you know, PR trying to play some mind games or Maybe. whatever it is, which <laughs> totally could be the case. He, he could miss two games. Like Scott, he could miss more. Um, I think it's kind of unclear. But I think if the Suns can take two of the first three, so they take uh, probably at least one, uh, I think the Suns win in seven. But I think if Giannis is back by at least game two, this will be the Bucks series to win just because of what's got highlighted. I like the defensive matchups. Uh, they have multiple guys who can cover uh, Paul and Booker, who are going to be the two focal points. And then, mm -hmm. you know, a Aiton's probably going to have a good series, but... The two I guys agree. you really Aiton is a big extra. Yeah, the, the two guys you really have to worry about are obviously Booker and uh, Chris Paul. Chris Paul, even if he doesn't score, is going to distribute. So, but in in conclusion, I'm going to take the Bucks in seven, hoping Giannis is back for game I know. two. We, we kind of jumped the gun yeah. on Kyle's game one. Yeah. Big, but I I couldn't help. Game one, I got <laughs> I got the Suns in six. That's what I'm saying. Okay. 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 All right, game one, I'll take the Suns, though, because I don't think Giannis is going to play. I think that's possible. So, Giannis is conditional, so we still got time to talk about this finals matchup. Yeah. And uh, Giannis, obviously, big, probably the biggest story, definitely the biggest story in all, in all of this is if he plays. What do you think of his condition? Do you think the Bucks are capping, perhaps, with uh, what's what they're saying? I think his knee is fucked, to be honest with you. I know it's a lot better than what we thought. But still, he fucked up his knee real good. It's 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 hard to play, especially the way he plays. Mm -hmm. It's going to be hard. So I think he, he will miss tonight, at least. Uh, I don't think he plays tonight. Um, like Scott said, he plays a lot with a lot of verticality. I know he's normally around the rim, you know, layups, dunks. He's going to be landing hard on his knee. While there's no structural damage, the I mean, you saw the extension, the hyper extension, yeah. I believe, but what it was ruled. Mm -hmm. It was nasty. Didn't look pretty. Uh, still can't be feeling good. That's an injury that normally lasts a couple of weeks. I believe it's mm -hmm. been right around a week. Yeah, usually a two-week thing. Yeah, I believe it's been right around a week since that happened. So even if he does play the game or next game, I don't think he's going to be at 100%. But, I mean, he's such a freak. I don't know if he necessarily needs to be at 100% for mm -hmm. him to really help the Bucks. Yeah. So, where was I going to go? Oh, okay. So <laughs> the thing, one of the biggest things with uh, this finals is that no matter who wins on who what team every single person getting a ring after this finals is going to be getting their first ring yeah. in their career uh so we're obviously seeing most of the guys playing in their first finals i know jay crowder is a guy that hasn't it's like six finals or something like that somehow he doesn't have a ring yeah which i think is kind of crazy uh quite honestly but do we see some big players like devin booker or chris middleton or deandre Aiden perhaps succumb to the pressure a little bit of playing in the finals because Clay Thompson said there's nothing like the finals. I definitely think we're going to see some Booker and Aiton back, and that that's why I'm going to pick the Bucks. I know it's hard; it's a hard thing to predict, but I could definitely see it happening. I, I'm actually—I don't think it's going to be Booker. Um, Booker's been a guy kind of throughout. I mean, he's a, it's a very young career, but he's always been a guy who seems pretty poised. Pretty. Quiet. I agree. I agree. He does have it's so hard. To he predict, plays you know? with emotion. Like, I mean, you'll see him get mad, shove people, but in late games, he's always kind of had that you know clutch mentality. Uh, I don't think Booker is going to succumb to the pressure. Aiton, I don't think it's going to have a big enough role just because I think it's kind of hard for ball handlers or non-ball handlers mm -hmm. to really succumb to that. I mean, he's going to get the ball in the post. He's going to set. I feel like, though, if, if Lopez messes with him a little bit and he has, you know, three fouls early tonight, it's going to yeah. be rough for the Suns. I actually think the one guy from the Suns who could succumb to the pressure is Chris Paul. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many years, 13 years, however long he's been around. He's never been to the finals. Chris, it's been 16 long years. Yeah, he, he's never been to the finals. Um, He's probably feeling the most pressure to win of anyone in the series, including Giannis, including just because this might mean the most to his legacy at this point in his career than anyone else. Um, and But then we have the other side, Giannis, who's not really a good closer in mm -hmm. games, and he... 
but then again, they have Middleton. So I think it's going to kind of come down to who's the better, who's better between Middleton and Chris Paul. Yeah. Finals think, MVP picks uh, for everybody. One, one second, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. We're not quite so there sorry, yet. I'm so sorry. Uh, but Tory Craig is a, kind of a funny I like that pick. here. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Not finals MVP. No, I know, I know. But Tory as an extra right? No. Uh, Tory Craig started the season with the Bucks. Now he's on the Sun, no. so he guarantees himself a ring. Uh, but you're on the X-Factor path here that I was going to hit on. Uh, It seems like every single finals is a role player, a reserve player that kind of comes in out of nowhere and makes a a big step. Who's going to be that guy in this finals? I do like Torrey Craig a lot. He's played in a lot of playoff series. Not a lot of finals, of course, but uh, with the Nuggets the past couple years, he's been clutch, 3 and D. But I think my guy is going to be... You can go with Dan Vincenzo, aren't you? No. Ah. No. Um, it's tough, but I'm probably going to go with Bobby Portis here, just because he, he's another body that could uh, that could help with knocking Aiton out. Because I feel like I I don't know why, but I'm just picturing Aiton just completely falling apart here in the finals. I don't even though he's been so clutch in the playoffs. Um, and I like him. I don't want to see it. It's just. I mean, Drew Holiday is not really a role player. I'd, I'd consider him. I think Sermon Star is an all-star, but I think he's going to have a huge impact on this series just because of the matchups he's going to be assigned defensively, whether he gets Booker or Chris Paul. I'm assuming he'll get Chris Paul and Middleton will get Booker, if I had to guess, or P.J. Tucker. But my guy's actually going to be P.J. Tucker because I'm sure when he's yeah. out there, he's going to get a lot of those key matchups. I mean, we saw him. I mean, he got torched by Kevin Durant, let's be honest, but he was the guy that was drawing those matchups in the key situations that wasn't. Uh, Drew Holiday, first-team all-defender. Chris Middleton, who's known as a good defender. Yeah. Or Giannis. It was P.J. Tucker. So I think P.J. Tucker and his defense and corner three shooting could have a huge like factor P. on the series. I will say, uh, I want to interrupt you real quick. I forgot to say, I want to mention uh, Phoenix guy. If yeah. they do win, it's going to be, be because of Jay Crowder, I believe. I like Jay Crowder yeah. in that spot. So we talked about the reserves. We talked about the star players. We talked about yeah. who's going to win it. Who's going to win Finals MVP? That's the last question. You talked about Giannis not being a closer. Well, <laughs> well excuse that. Uh, I'll repeat myself. Problem. We talked about Giannis not being a closer, but this playoffs we found out the Bucks do have a closer. That's Chris Middleton. He's my Finals MVP. Um, I, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Giannis. Um, I know he like I just said he's not the best closer, but if they're gonna win this series, they're gonna need him in early to mid. And hopefully he shows up in the late game. I mean, he's capable of doing it. He just hasn't been that guy, at least this run. It's been Middleton. But, I mean, the lights are brightest. Your shine's got to, your star's got to shine. I think he misses tonight. And I think, they, I think they lose tonight, which might even help his MVP case if he comes back. Yeah. You know, they win in six or seven. But I, I think Giannis is going to have a big series once he's back, even if he's not fully healthy. There we go. We had our full... In-depth finals preview, as Keller's been wanting to get at. Mm, yes, sir. Uh, uh, one more note. I believe the Suns are six-point favorites tonight. I, and I'll probably I, take I'm that. I'm going to take that, that line. For which side? Uh, for Phoenix. Oh, okay. Yeah. Another guy, because I didn't get to mention the guy from the Suns, full yeah. player, um, Cameron Payne. Yeah. I think is a yeah. guy who could have a big impact on this series. Yeah, so we did... The opener, we did Where's Your Head At, we did Halftime, we did Trivia. We got all four of the major food groups in there for for us, uh, except for the last two. Uh, the two-minute drill and uh, the bull predictions and stuff like that. But So layups mm-hmm. are the first thing. I couldn't find my layup last week. Uh, Skyler's layup was the Mets over the Braves on Thursday. That was the Grom start day. He gave up three runs in the first uh, did end up shoving after that seven innings, fourteen Ks, but they did lose they that game unfortunately. Scott or Brett had Tampa winning the cup. Uh, they were up three zero and lost last night. That was an awesome overtime. It was. So I gave him a very, very, very <laughs> light green because it's gonna happen. It's we gonna don't happen. see teams come back three uh, zero actually. Well, it did happen once. I know that. And Tampa's too good. Uh, but uh, yeah, Tampa's not gonna lose this most likely. So. We give them a, a very, very light green. Uh, for this week, though, I have the Padres sweeping the Rockies. It's not too often the Rockies win a game on the road. And the Padres are hot, so they're my team. All right. Uh, my layup's going to be the Mets over the Pirates on Thursday. Picking the Grom start days, aren't That's they? That's Taiwan Walker uh, against J.D. Oh, 
All-star snub. Taiwan Walker, 7-3. He's been shoving this year, too. Mm-hmm. I like it. Um, I, I have a prediction. I, I think the Lightning sold in overtime on purpose. They want to win it at home. They're going to win it in Game 5 at home in Tampa. Lightning finishes in 5. All right, bold prediction. I had Toronto sweeping uh, the Tampa Bay Rays over the weekend. Toronto took the first two games of that matchup and then ended up losing because of a Wander Franco home run that led the, the Rays to that victory on Sunday. So that is a red for me. Skyler had uh, Texas winning over Seattle on Friday. That's an, having these one-game MLB picks yeah. are kind of weird because they're they're not 100% bold, but there's, I mean, they're yeah, online. Another close game. Yeah. Depends on pitching matchups. Uh, and Brett had Mississippi State winning, and that did happen, so shout-out to him for getting that right. For this week, though, A's going to the Rangers uh, Arlington for the weekend before the All-Star break happens. A's do this thing where they just suck, they suck, they suck, and then they go off. Out of absolutely nowhere, I think that going off period is about to start right now. Uh, so I have the A's sweeping the Rangers over the weekend. All right. Uh, I got Washington Nationals over the San Diego Padres on Thursday. Another one of those one-game uh, MLB ones. I know it's a weird I wouldn't pick, even call but, it bold. but we got Scherzer against Darvish. Scherzer is going to be pissed. He got snubbed, and he's been on fire. I don't think you can take a start where Max Scherzer is the starting pitcher and call it bold. And that's a Hall of Fame. I guess we can wait and see what the line is. But Darvish has been good at home. And Scherzer was an all-star snub. Scherzer's amazing. But moving on. Uh, Technically, it is, you know. Yeah. Against the spread. Against yes. Okay, you. okay. I, I'm gonna take. I don't even know if there's a spread for this, considering there's not eight contestants. There will be. Pool. Um, <laughs> but I'm gonna take Maddles and win the home run derby. This is more so something I want to see happen. Yeah. Than I think will happen. I would love to see an Olsen versus Shohei final. I don't know if that's how the brackets will turn out, yeah, but I think Shohei's gonna put on a show. I think Shohei's gonna hit absolute bombs, and I'd love to see Olsen win. So I'll go Matt Olsen wins the home run derby yeah. next Monday in Colorado. I I'm excited. Do it so they have. The like Shohei is probably gonna be the number one seed because mm-hmm. he has it'll, it'll be based on home run count. He yeah. has a hundred yeah. home runs right now, so Olsen probably actually might be going against him in the first round because he has twenty home runs. So we'll see. Yeah. Olsen might have a big series in Houston. They could add like a a Jonathan Scope or something. I don't know. We'll see. They'll uh, probably add yeah. someone from Colorado if I had to guess. Uh, Story is doing it. Oh, he is. So, okay. Story. Uh, yeah. good thing for Olsen that he does get to. Go uh, see his, his future teammate Trevor Story before they reunite in uh, in Oakland. But that's gonna do it for episode forty three. Skylar, where's our Twitter at, man? Twitter's at a Max Sports. Our Instagram is also at a Max Sports. Mm-hmm. YouTube and TikTok. That's immaculate. There we go. Sports. Uh, Dennis Eckersley, Kendrick Perkins, Troy, Troy Polamalu. Oh God. Uh, Let's wrap it up now. <laughs> uh, who's that big center on the? Sigma. Sigma. Jack Sigma. That's it. Uh, episode 43. Yeah, we'll be back next week. With everything. With, with everything. 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 Except for soccer. Yeah. Oh, Jorginho scored. Italy beat Spain today. Don't care. Uh, deuces. Go Jets. Deuces.